With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. J-Bone here, and it is time to recap and review the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix. Let's kick things off with everybody's favorite summarization. Here's the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix in 60 seconds. Every driver rolled onto the starting grid on dry tires, and it literally started raining while they were waiting for lights out, which caused absolute chaos. By the end of lap one, it was absolutely pouring rain, with many coming into the pits, including Checo. By the end of lap two, Max in P1 and Alonso in P2 both pitted, with McLarens and Mercedes staying out for track position, thinking the rain would pass over quickly, which it did not, ruining both teams' chances at what could have been an easy podium, which made Lewis Hamilton mad. Checo led the race while everyone was on inters, and then when the track was drying up, Red Bull decided they'd screw him over by allowing Max to undercut him because Max is their favorite son. But the chaos was not over yet. There was a safety car when Logan Sargent crashed. Then it started raining again, which caused Joe to crash, which brought out a red flag. After the restart, Max would go on to win the race and tie the all-time F1 record of nine consecutive race wins with the rest of the podium consisting of Fernando Alonso in P2 and shockingly Pierre Gasly in P3. Jeba! Now let's dive into all that in a bit more detail. But first, let's check in with my producer and brother, producer Jeff, who was at the Dutch Grand Prix. Producer Jeff, radio check. Yeah, I had a good time at the race, but it was... Pretty awkward when Christian Horner made me tell Checo that Max undercut him. Did Max undercut him? Uh, yeah. I hate to break it to you, but everyone wants Max to win. In my Dutch Grand Preview, I gave you four Formula One storylines to follow for the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix. Let's see how those shaped up. Your first storyline to follow was Max Verstappen is about to tie Formula One's most famous record. That record being Sebastian Vettel's record of nine consecutive race wins, which he set back in 2013. And to the surprise of literally nobody, Max did in fact tie Vettel's record at the Dutch Grand Prix by finishing P1, and he is now targeting breaking the record with a win at Monza this weekend. Part of the reason Max was able to tie Vettel's record at his home Grand Prix in Zandvoort, though, is because with the track drying up, Red Bull pulled a Red Bull and decided to give the preferred race strategy to Max Verstappen, because of course they did, and they allowed Max to pit for dry tires first and thus undercut Checo and take the race lead. Checo was not informed of this decision and actually had to ask his race engineer if Max had just undercut him afterwards because he figured that if they were going to screw him over, they would at least have the courtesy to let him know, which they of course did not. Your second storyline to follow was it's time to find out if McLaren F1 team are the real deal or not. And unfortunately for McLaren, the jury is still out on that. While Lando Norris did qualify P2 and Oscar Piastri P8, which are solid results given the tough qualifying conditions, McLaren absolutely botched Lando's race by waiting three laps before bringing him into the pits at the beginning of the race and thus giving him the worst of both worlds by making him do two early pit stops and have to suffer through some dreadfully slow, wet laps on dry tires. What was a P2 start for Lando quickly entered a full 10 position slide down to P12 after just five laps. Yikes. McLaren were able to salvage P7 and P9 finishes, but they could have had an easy podium finish if they'd only made the right strategy call. I can still not yet declare McLaren, that's hard to say, the real deal as they've now had back-to-back -back performances that were not great. Now, let's see how they do at Monza, a circuit at which they went 1-2 just two seasons ago. 
Your third storyline to follow was what's going on with Aston Martin F1 team. And I think they must have heard me talking smack about them because they just had their best result in the last five races with Fernando Alonso finishing P2 and earning Driver of the Day honors. Lance Stroll had a classic Lance Stroll weekend, though, which this time included him getting out-qualified by Logan Sargent for the final spot in Q3, which is not great, so Lance is still not that guy, pal. But Fernando Himlonzo was back to his early season form at Zambort, which was very fun to watch. He was just flying through the field at the race start, using his incredible wet weather and a banked corner experience to his advantage. He even set the fastest lap of the race. This guy's in his 40s doing fastest laps. It was his first fastest lap in six years. I'm not sure if it was Alonzo being incredible, the Aston Martin upgrades working or both, but hopefully this is the beginning of Aston Martin's return to early season form as F1 is just more exciting with Alonzo in the podium mix. I think we can all agree on that. Now somebody please tell Lance Stroll all that, all the stuff I just said, so that maybe he can help assist Alonzo, but he probably won't be listening. He's probably listening to Carly Rae Jepsen or something. I don't know. I feel like he would listen to her. She's good. Don't get me wrong. But Your final storyline to follow was, Oh, Daniel Ricardo, which quickly turned into, Oh, no, Daniel Ricardo. In a cruel twist of fate for both him and all of us, Daniel Ricardo broke a bone in his hand during FP2 after hitting a barrier while avoiding a collision with Oscar Piastri, and Daniel was thus rendered unable to compete in FP3 qualifying or the Grand Prix. Daniel received surgery on his hand on Sunday, and Red Bull seemed to be hopefully targeting a Singapore return for him after declaring that he definitely will not be ready to return for this weekend's Italian Grand Prix. With Daniel Ricardo out injured, Liam Lawson made his eagerly anticipated Formula One debut this past weekend at Zandvoort, and he had a pretty solid performance, all things considered. After qualifying in last place on Saturday, which was not surprising considering he had only hopped into the car earlier that day, Liam Lawson's Grand Prix on Sunday did not get off to a great start after he was forced to wait behind Yuki Tsunoda during a double stack pit stop after lap one, after which Liam Lawson would receive a 10 second penalty for impeding Kevin Magnussen in the pit lane. From last place after lap one and with a 10 second penalty still to serve, Liam Lawson had a solid recovery drive, eventually finishing the race P13, two spots ahead of his teammate Yuki Tsunoda, who got a five second penalty for a collision with George Russell. When asked after the race how he felt, Lawson said he's just happy he survived such a chaotic race all the way to the end, and I am too. It's nice to see a debutante do well. However, AlphaTauri do now have the dishonor of having had more drivers than points thus far in 2023, which is a wild statistic considering they have scored three points. Regardless, I'm very excited to see what Liam Lawson cooks up this weekend in Monza. And of course, get well soon, Danny Rick. My Dutch Grand Prix recap is sponsored by Bird Dogs, who make the best shorts and pants you will ever try on. And I promise I'm not just saying that because they're paying me to, which they are, but I love Bird Dogs. I literally wear them at least four days per week. I'm doing it right now. I'm wearing a brand of Bird Dog shorts. I love their shorts. I love their joggers. I love their pants. They look great. They feel even better. And I can do literally anything in them, okay? I can chill. I can bike. I can golf. I can work out. I can go on a road trip. I can go do a little dance and and and, and dance around and go, woohoo, I love F1, which I do a lot, actually. You'd be surprised. My favorite thing about Bird Dogs is that they come with underwear already built into them. So when you want to get dressed quickly, you just put on your Bird Dogs and boom, you're good to go. You need to be wearing Bird Dogs and I have you covered with a special deal, okay? 
Go to birddogs.com slash bone, or you can enter promo code bone on birddogs.com for this free white tech hat with your order. I love this hat. It's my go-to hat for just going on walks because it's super light. feels like I'm wearing nothing, but I am. I'm wearing this hat right here, okay? It's awesome. Made out of a lightweight tech material. You're going to love it, and you get it for free with your order of the best shorts and pants on planet Earth at birddogs.com slash bone or with code bone at birddogs.com. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you this. J-Bone would never lie to you. j Next up, here are my Dutch Grand Prix shout outs and get outs. Shout out to Pierre Gasly for finishing on a Grand Prix podium for the first time since Baku in 2021. This podium is massive for both him and Alpine, given how hectic things have been with the French team so far this season. Side note, shout out to my friend Michael, who's a Pierre Gasly super fan and got to experience this Gasly podium the same weekend he got engaged to my friend Ellie. What a weekend for him. Get out to Mercedes for completely botching their race strategy. If Mercedes had pit George Russell at the end of lap one, he most likely would have finished the race P2 or P3, but Mercedes kept both their drivers out on track at the beginning of the race because they thought the rain wouldn't last long enough to warrant two pit stops, which ended up being very wrong. After the race, Toto Wolff had this to say about their hack job. I think we stayed out catastrophically too long. We got it completely wrong, and that's annoying because the car had great pace. And then, from then on, it was just recovering as good as we could. But I'd rather have good pace, a fast race car, and a mediocre result, even if it hurts. Shout out to Logan Sargent for making his first ever Q3 appearance in qualifying. Williams driver Logan Sargent became the first American Formula 1 driver to qualify in the top 10 of a Grand Prix since 1993, when he beat out Lance Stroll to take the final spot in Q3 on Saturday. America! Frick yeah! However, also, get out! to Logan Sargent for crashing out of back-to-back sessions at Zandvoort. Logan crashed in Q3 and then also crashed during the Grand Prix, which is not ideal for him, considering he has not yet locked up his seat with Williams for the next F1 season, something that looked like maybe it might happen after he made that Q3 before things started to go wrong. I'm sure Logan's mechanics can agree with me on this one, as he is putting them to absolute work right now. Next up, Here's a Dutch Grand Prix storyline that literally nobody is talking about. You probably already know that Max Verstappen won the Formula One Dutch Grand Prix on Sunday, but there's another huge race that took place at Zandvoort on Sunday, and that was the feature race for Formula Two, which is the series just below Formula One. This race was one of the most chaotic races I've ever seen, and it included the top four drivers in the F2 Championship all coming away with zero points, three of those four drivers DNFing, and one of them somehow having both of his rear tires fly off mid-race. The driver who ended up winning the F2 feature race was Clément Novelak, a first-time Formula 2 race winner who started the race P13. Now, here's that storyline that literally nobody is talking about. What do Max Verstappen and Clément Novelak have in common? Well, along with being professional racing drivers, they're also both professional podcasters. Damon Novelak is a full-time co-host of the popular Screaming Meals podcast alongside IndyCar driver Marcus Armstrong and world-class insurance salesman James Blair. And as the meme goes, Max Verstappen is a full-time co-host of the Cool Down Room podcast, where after each F1 race, he interviews the two drivers lucky enough to finish right behind him on the podium. As a fellow motorsport podcaster, I have to salute these two heroes on all they've just done to further the legitimacy of motorsport podcasters. Finally today, 
Here's how my three bona fide Dutch Grand Prix race predictions ended up. My first race prediction was that Max Verstappen would tie the record for the most consecutive Formula One wins at his home Grand Prix in Zandvoort, and ding ding, J-Bone got that one right. Yeah! Shout out Christian Horner for having Max undercut Checo to really solidify this one. Though let's be honest, Max was never in a million years going to lose this race. My second race prediction was that the podium would consist of three different constructors and ding ding, J-Bone also got that one right. J-Bone! The podium consisted of one Red Bull, one Aston Martin, and one Alpine because of Checo's five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane, which dropped him from P3 to P4 after Pierre Gasly crossed the finish line less than five seconds behind him. And my third race prediction was that neither Ferrari driver would finish in the top five, and J-Bone was literally 0.7 seconds away from getting that one right too and going three for three with my predictions, which I easily would have done. I should note if Mercedes hadn't gone full Ferrari and absolutely botched their tire strategy at the beginning of the race, or... Even if Lewis Hamilton had just been able to pass signs after the restart at the end of the race, I was so close. Two different times I was close to this prediction hitting to go in three for three, but I didn't. Sad. But two for three ain't bad, so I can't really complain. But I still will. You stink, Mercedes. Let J-Bone go three for three. The people want it. The people need it. J-Bone. You also may remember that I predicted the Dutch Grand Prix's top five finishers, and my predictions were as follows. P5, George Russell. P4, Checo Perez. P3, Lando Norris. P2, Lewis Hamilton. P1, Max Verstappen. And my 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 was a 17, 4, 7, 6, 1. At least I got both Red Bulls finishing positions right, right? Like, I, Checo, P4, Max, P1. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Subscribe now so that I can see you back here later this week for my preview of the iconic Italian Grand Prix, which you will not want to miss. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters and YouTube channel members at Rated Bookie, Glow, and Green Ghost One. If you want your name shouted out in all my videos, along with a bunch of other awesome perks, hit up the Patreon and or YouTube channel member links in the description of this episode. Until next time, folks, Jebon! J-Bone!